0: It's Tuesday, August 11, 2009.
1: Climate change, a threat to international security. Heat wave in the Arctic. Sarah Palin denied. EPA comes clean. Plus, 230 miles per gallon.
0: 230 miles per gallon. Yep. I'll take it. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. All of today's green news without all of the yawns. This is your Green News Report. What's going on for the middle of summer, Desi Doyen. What do we have today?
1: Well, climate change is a critical national security issue, according to a front-page story in last Sunday's New York Times that was promptly ignored by the corporate broadcast media. Recent war games and intelligence studies from the Department of Defense conclude that rising global temperatures could lead to widespread drought, water shortages, crop failure, and mass migration over the next 20 to 30 years. These, along with an expected increase in extreme weather events, will stress and possibly destabilize already vulnerable nations. It's not the first time the latest conclusions build on many previous studies from the military that were also ignored by corporate media, like the National Intelligence Council last year, which stated that climate change is by itself a threat multiplier with significant geopolitical impacts around the world. So we're
0: talking about serious uh, security threats, serious problems that the military sees that they're trying to warn about Being ignored by the corporate media yet again?
1: Yet again. See, the military strategists are warning that regions like the Middle East and sub-Saharan Africa are exceptionally vulnerable to destabilization, and that could possibly require that the U.S. have a humanitarian or even military response. So we're
0: talking about, like, Is this like a Mad Max situation? Folks fighting for oil, fighting for uh, resources, water, everything else? Yeah, they
1: say that basically when there's a shortage of food and water, there will be unrest. The studies also point to the opening of the Arctic as a resource-rich area where U.S. interests must be defended.
0: And this is because the glaciers have receded now. We can actually get to these places, uh, the resources up there. Is that uh, that why the Arctic is suddenly coming into play in these questions?
1: The national security threat is not limited to the U.S., of course. An Australian think tank released a study today also identifying climate change as a long-term internal security threat to Australia. The Australian Strategic Policy Institute warns of increasing and more intense stresses on the country's infrastructure and ability to respond to disasters, saying that Australians face more intense and frequent heatwaves, wildfires, droughts, and cyclones. Over 500 people died earlier this year in a record heatwave in January, and February's devastating firestorms that flattened entire towns, events that the study cites as evidence that climate change is already altering weather patterns. Down under faster than so predicted. you
0: didn't just throw that in because I mentioned Mad Max, did you? No, you I didn't. didn't throw that in was already, yeah, okay. that's
1: already happening. The melting of summer sea ice in the Arctic is on track for another record-breaking year. The record for lowest minimum summer ice was set back in 2007, but 2008's extent of sea ice seemed to recover somewhat. However, scientists from the U.S. National Snow and Ice Data Center say satellite images show this year that the melt rate has sped up again, helped by a heat wave in the Arctic circle, with one village recording 86 degrees. That was a record high. In an interview with the Associated Press, the lead scientist said, quote, the past few years have signaled a fundamental change in the the character of the ice and the Arctic climate. The loss of sea ice in the Arctic is mirrored by the loss of glacier ice in the United States. The U.S. Geological Survey last week released a study of three benchmark glaciers, the most comprehensive so far. They're called benchmark because they are representative of the thousands of glaciers that are already around the United States. Fifty years of data on glaciers in Washington State and Alaska show rapid and accelerating melting that the researchers say is due to global warming, causing a shift to a warmer, drier climate in those regions, which leads to less winter snowpack. Less precipitation and faster melting has caused the South Cascade Glacier in Washington State to shrink by half over 50 years, and the melt rate is increasing over the last 20 years. The Alaska legislature yesterday narrowly voted to override former Governor Sarah Palin's veto of some federal stimulus funds. Palin, along with other Republican governors, had initially turned down those stimulus funds. She eventually accepted all but $28 million targeted for energy efficiency projects in the state on ideological grounds, citing unacceptable strings attached that might obligate Alaska to adopt federal building codes, which the Department of Energy flatly denied. According to the New York Times, the $28 million can be used for anything related to energy efficiency, including weatherization of homes. Alaska is rich in oil and gas, but residents pay the highest energy costs in the nation. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Lisa Jackson issued an unusual memo on Friday instructing EPA employees to fully cooperate with internal auditors investigating the agency. That's a complete reversal of Bush administration policy. Jackson ordered management not to obstruct the free flow of information or otherwise attempt to control or influence the audit process. The Bush administration policy explicitly forbade employees from speaking with investigators or otherwise cooperating with required Speaking with investigators the
0: from the inspector general's office, right? Right. So she had to issue a memo because you had a standing rule from the last administration saying don't talk to these uh, independent government investigators, correct? Yep,
1: that's what they had to do. They had to issue a memo to change that rule. Unbelievable. General Motors today announced the mileage rating for its electric vehicle, the Chevy Volt. Based on draft guidelines from the EPA, GM says the Chevy Volt will get 230 miles per gallon in city driving. The Volt is primarily an electric vehicle with a 40-mile range on battery alone with a small gasoline engine on board that will help extend and recharge the battery beyond that.
0: 230 miles per gallon. Now we're talking. Have any thoughts on that or anything else we talked about today? Drop us a line. Greennews at bradblog.com. Otherwise, check out our blog, greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report.